Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, HCL and Microsoft. We're going to have a fantastic discussion around security, cloud adoption across the continent. And uh, Satish is joining us uh, from HCL, Satish Nurishim Davera, who is the AVP and business head at F4 Africa at HCL Technologies. And Venetia Solomons is the senior security cloud solutions architect for Microsoft, uh, joining us on this particular call. Guys, uh, wonderful to have you with us, um, talking about how cybersecurity cloud adoption is evolving in the region. And we've seen massive adoption since the, the start of the pandemic. And it's growing really quite exponentially when you look at um, how many organizations are ramping up their journey to the cloud. And of course, security becoming a very prevalent issue when you look at the amount of uh, cyber attacks that are happening in a region, ransomware attacks, uh, data breaches, for example. There's issues around compliancy. So I'm really looking forward to this particular chat with, uh, with both of you this morning. Um, and let me first start by asking you, Venetia, when you look at these market trends around this uh, security and uh, cloud adoption uh, in the enterprise space. Uh, what, what, what are you seeing? What are those market trends and what are those key market trends you're seeing that enterprise should be very, very aware of in that cloud adoption space? Very good morning to you, Aki, and thank you so much for having me. So on the cloud adoption space, I think there are a couple of key driving factors here. And the first one would definitely be from a cost optimization perspective. The prediction is that by 2024, most of the legacy apps would have been migrated to cloud. And the reason for this is to consume more infrastructure as cloud-based type models in order to optimize the costs of these applications while ensuring adequate delivery. The second one there is definitely the ramp up to multi-cloud multi-vendor strategies for cloud and that is to alleviate uh, the the pressure that there's been around um, single vendor lock-in agreements and then you know the inability for organizations to move and innovate more freely because they're locked into one single vendor the third component there is definitely the uh, ramp up towards utilization of more and more managed services We've seen that with the adoption of cloud, there is a skill shortage and organizations are just not building enough skills to support this new cloud environment um, at a fast enough pace. And with this, the partnering or the partnerships with managed service organizations comes in really, really effectively because in essence, the managed service organizations are able to upskill employees and upskill the relevant uh, resources and requirements to meet growing organizations' concerns about moving to cloud. So I think finally, hey. I could just to summarize, yes. sorry, I think finally, I could just to summarize it, it's ultimately the drive to cloud for better resiliency, scalability, flexibility, and obviously speed of delivery of business services to consumers. Very interesting. And I mean, uh, Venetia, you are obviously seeing, have you seen massive adoption in the last 18 months? Have, are you seeing what I'm like reading amongst in the research, this, this cloud adoption since COVID-19? Uh, many organizations have had to speed up their adoption. Are you seeing that on your side? Yeah, absolutely, Aki. I think uh, with COVID-19, there's been a massive acceleration of adoption and we're really having organizations sort of in two spaces at the moment where they've uh, adopted quite significantly and now they're looking at the optimization journey or organizations now starting to adopt in order to um, 
improve service delivery and improve scalability and flexibility, etc. Satish, let me come to you now. I mean, um, can you help us with some of those real life cases on, you know, how enterprises, for example, are tackling and uh, Venetia was talking about this complexity, right? There's a lot of complexity out there. When you look at that multi cloud hybrid cloud environment in the region, what kind of examples can you use to, you know, highlight this for us? Uh, morning, Aki, and thanks for having me here today. So, uh, what we are seeing is from an enterprise's perspective is that uh, they wanted to, uh, most of the enterprises are looking at coming out of the vendor uh, concentration, which means that the adoption of uh, multi-cloud is happening a lot. And also uh, we have seen an increase in data breaches uh, over the last few years. And then the complexity has increased from a, uh, remote working perspective. With COVID coming in, most of the employees working, uh, the suppliers, the partners, everybody working remotely. So the amount of devices to be managed, the amount of identities to be managed, the network issues. Uh, so all these things have come up, especially along with the data breaches. So this is where the complexity has increased for most of the enterprises. And we are seeing that uh, in part of their strategy around cloud security, they are looking at improving their governance, risk management, and are looking at how do we increase their visibility across the landscape of their environment, which is around how do they create an end-to-end kind of a security framework. That's what we have been seeing uh, in the market. And moreover, with the increase in the compliance in the market from a government regulatory perspective, uh, we have seen the adoption of POPIA Act in the market. So with this, uh, we see that enterprises are moving towards standard framework. Uh, and that's that's what is uh, prevalent now. No, it's so, so interesting what you talk about there, Satesh. I mean, when you look at, uh, uh, you know, go, going back to 2020, right, it, it happened within weeks where organizations had to deploy thousands of people to work remotely. And many say that, you know, this is part of the like Achilles heel from a security point of view. And there's all sorts of challenges with compliance. And I guess we've all learned so many lessons um, from from this massive deployment, right? And, and I think now it's basically uh, plugging in the holes, making the environment a lot more secure and a lot more smoother. And I guess this is where all of these technologies and this cloud adoption comes in. Um, Venetia, when you look at moving to the cloud, you know, and you talk about protecting the business uh, through business continuity, I mean, that's one of the big advantages of the cloud, right? Uh, we talk about disaster recovery, we talk about business continuity, and then the acceleration of cloud adoption, which is basically led to the evolution of more sophisticated cyber threats. So, I mean, to Satesha's point, I, I think that um, when you look at the statistics with uh, the, the data breaches that we've seen, the, the ransomware attacks that we've seen across the continent, it just seems to have gone like this since the pandemic has started. Yeah, absolutely, Aki. I think two things there. Uh, with regards to the cloud and business continuity and disaster recovery, the cloud really enables that scale out model as opposed to scale up, meaning that when something happens in one side of the business or there is a significant ramp up in consumption of one service that you have within your business, in order for that business to continue, you can just scale out and quite at quite a 
insignificant cost as well as in a rapid fashion. So that's really what that has improved, as well as with the ability to have replication across, you know, different regions, even across the globe. It really, really uh, significantly reduces the risk of that disaster hitting the business in one region where you might have built out two physical data centers and the entire region collapses. So that's the first point. And then, so I think in, in that mm. vein, the cloud really enables organizations to build with resilience in mind. And that's a very important factor. It, the cloud enables, you know, the adoption of different privacy principles and privacy controls. And it is up to an organization to understand their requirement for data regulation, data sovereignty, and any privacy requirements that they might have to putting data into the cloud and utilize the, the relevant cloud controls that is available in order to protect the privacy of the data that is being moved into cloud. And then with regards to the sophistication of threats, I mean, absolutely, with the adoption of cloud, we've seen the enablement of cyber criminals, you know, uh, elevating their their ways of attack elevating the methods that that they're using to target uh you know different consumer organizations and we've even seen the cyber criminals you know come together and start working on where one is an expert in one field then utilize each other services so it's definitely become an increased business model for cyber criminals and um and what we've what we've seen more so is the ramp up in denial of service type attacks against you know these organizations and assets that have been moved to cloud as you've mentioned, we've seen the significant increase in ransomware attacks because where a gap can be found, you know, a ransomware attack is really, really effective in spreading quite significantly and locking up business resources for those business not to be businesses not to be able to continue. So I think that is some of the most significant increases that we have seen. Cyber criminals are improving as technology is improving. Well, I tell you what, uh, just listening to two of you talking about these cyber criminals, they're getting very creative, aren't they? I mean, they're coming up with all sorts of uh, ways around to counter, you know, the security that you might have put in place. It's absolutely scary what's going on out there. But hearing you talking about the cloud, it does add another layer altogether. The recovery time is, 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 is much better if you do have any kind of breach. And you've got that flexibility and that control in the cloud. Satish, you know, considering that many enterprises have already started their cloud journey, right? Um, or they're halfway deep into it. Some of them are a third into it. Some of them are taking it a lot more aggressively. What are the usual challenges shared by your customers and your security leaders that you've seen? Yeah. So I think uh, one of the biggest things for them is the uh, proliferation of devices and applications which they need to manage, maintain, and secure. So this is, and on top of it, as I said earlier, the remote working has added a new challenge to them. So uh, creating an end-to-end security across devices, applications, identities, digital assets, data, and networks is their biggest challenge today. And we are also seeing that some of the clients are seriously challenged uh, with respect to availability of skills in the market for addressing these security issues so and uh, along with this the regu uh, regulatory compliances which have come into play these are some of the big challenges which all our enterprises are looking at or facing today 
Well, wow, it's, 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 it's crazy when you look at these challenges that are out there, but I guess we are tackling them. And I know, Venetia, we were, we were chatting earlier about the, the, the lack of skills. That's a massive problem as well, isn't it? Uh, just to, to what we were just talking about right now. I mean, the amount of jobs that are available with regards to security, cloud, etc. in this particular segment. I mean, if somebody was looking at a career uh, this is one of those skills that you need in your portfolio, right? Skills is a big one here. Yeah, absolutely, Aki. Um, if someone was looking for a career, now is the right place to start in security and specifically cloud. I mean, um, what we've also seen in, in the market at the moment with regards to skills is that organizations are more and more looking to how they can actually measure um, their cloud posture and their cloud security posture as they've moved into the cloud and they, they keep adopting more technology components and controls in the cloud. And, you know, we've seen that but here it's a collaborative effort between people, processes, and technology. So an organization yes. needs to have, you know, the, the right controls in place to measure it. So whether it's cloud security posture management controls that you're using natively, you know, in the cloud provider, and then the right processes. So when we are moving to cloud, these are the checks and balances that we need to have in place. And then thirdly, you know, the right people to support. And here's really where that support from vendors and from managed services providers come in either to upskill and help train the people within the organization that's supporting that that technology stack or to come in and help support the technology stack for that particular organization interesting stuff i mean when you look at those key indicators that need to be assessed venetia to understand whether you've got that right skill set and uh, that right skill set present in that enterprise environment to basically complement installed security controls, what would you say those are? Yeah, so I think uh, I think some of the basic skill sets will persist um, that technology professionals have been um, obtaining over the years, right? So it is to understand that there is still a network layer. There's still, there's an identity layer. Um, there is now a technology layer that needs to be supported. So definitely we are seeing the requirement for a bit more evolved and more strategic thinkers in terms of when we are now moving an on-premise infrastructure environment to the cloud, there may be controls and, and requirements that may not be relevant in the cloud as what as to what they have been on-prem and there may be new controls so the the evolution here especially in the security side has come to the fact that organizations need to put a lot more emphasis in skilling in the identity space because effectively the identity has mm. become the perimeter and so the protection and security of that identity is absolutely critical as well as understanding of architecture so architecture how am i going to architect my application my infrastructure my website my different components in the cloud, those skills are really, really um, vastly required skills as we migrate and move to cloud. Very interesting. Let me ask you both this question, Venetia and Satish. I'll start off with you, Satish. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is the advantage of that end-to-end uh, -end cybersecurity operation, especially when there are multiple IT vendors in place? I mean, what differentiators does Microsoft and HCL bring to enterprises towards cybersecurity? Sure, okay. So end-to-end uh, -end security... Uh, cybersecurity operations allows enterprises to improve their visibility across the systems 
and identify risks and vulnerabilities in their systems and also helps them to plan the remediations better. Uh, while they're planning for the remediation, it also helps them to improve their governance and manage costs better. Uh, and most importantly, it helps them to ward off any or prevent any security uh, threats or issues for themselves. And part of our philosophy has been to give uh, or provide our customers borderless security. And we have built frameworks, products and services around providing this borderless security to our customers. Uh, uh, when we speak about our partnership with Microsoft, we have uh, almost three decades long partnership with Microsoft and HCL cybersecurity and GRC services. Uh, we have a strong alliance uh, with Microsoft on the cybersecurity services, and we have built a Microsoft business unit, which is uh, focused on building these advanced security services for our clients globally. And uh, HCL is one of the early GSIs to have earned all four Microsoft security advanced specializations. And this is a rare accreditation. And with this new accomplishment, what we are uh, able to provide to our customers is even a stronger layer of credibility uh, and a higher standards of technical capabilities. Uh, what we also part of our Microsoft uh, ecosystem unit or Microsoft business unit, we have been able to build a cloud smart approach, which we call HCL cloud smart approach, which is helped to design businesses, navigate today's complex interconnected digital landscapes safely and securely. And this is, thanks. this is, yeah, thanks, Aki. And you, sorry, you, you were saying that this is, um, you broke up for a second? <laughs> Yeah, so this is a comprehensive offering of services across uh, the landscape of systems, which customers can, uh, as I said, will be able to uh, create an end-to-end cybersecurity operations. Very interesting. Venisha? Yeah, so I think from a security perspective, Aki, you know, security is a top focus and a top priority for Microsoft. Microsoft is currently investing, you know, billions into the technology, into the enablement of our customers, our partners, and into the, the training and upskilling and enablement of people globally, you know, to be able to help work and help us to combat you know the the main thing which is cyber crime at the moment in this digital world and the real key requirement that that we see is you know this the requirement for that single view of security it should not be relevant whether a workload is in an on-premise data center within the Microsoft cloud or within any other cloud provider environment to be able to detect those threats. Ultimately, to, to monitor and manage all those different platforms, and you know, it brings in about the risk of analyst fatigue, misconfigurations, etc. And to, we need to be in a position to unify that view, to unify the visibility of the security event, the security posture for an organization, no matter where a workload resides. And I think that's really the, the critical value, you know, that is brought forward in this regard. Um, the ultimate aim here is to lower the meantime to remediation so that business operations can continue and the security professionals can do what they are good at is looking at one single view, identifying threats and risks in one single view and remediating those. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating to see um, you touched on how much money Microsoft is spending in this regard. It's 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 crazy. Every every day I'm looking at some new acquisition and uh, a new partnership around the security space. So it's great to see that. And then my final question to both of you as professionals in your industries, since the start of this pandemic and this massive digitization that everyone is talking about and cloud adoption, etc., is there one thing that has kind of surprised you or taken you by surprise, perhaps dealing with customers or a trend that you've seen with cybersecurity or cloud adoption? Is there anything that has stood out that has surprised you uh, that you never expected coming, Satish? So I think um, uh, the one good thing uh, with all these things, whatever happened over the last few years is the seriousness towards cybersecurity has increased. Customers do now realize that if they leave it uh, for a later later date, uh, things will not be safe for them. Uh, and they are serious about uh, having cybersecurity plans and making sure that their organization and their identities are protected. Okay, that's actually actually excellent point because thinking about you, I don't think organizations took security as seriously as they do now versus five years ago. I mean, security was there, but it wasn't on that top of mind awareness. So that's a very good point you've just made. What about you, Venetia? What is the one thing that has surprised you uh, in the last 18 or so months? I think the realization has come, Aki, that security is a collaborative effort. And I think most of the cybersecurity professionals that's been working perhaps in the threat intelligence spaces or the security analytics spaces have always collaborated in some way. But a lot of the time, you know, 90% of the time an organization, you know, addressed security as something that was unique to them versus what we're seeing now is more and more collaboration between different industry sectors, different vendors, partners, customers, governments, in order to address the yes. problem of cybercrime. And for me, that is really, you know, a pleasant surprise that has come about the fact that um, organizations are taking security more seriously, as Satish has mentioned. And due to that, you know, they've seen that one, what one organization is seeing uh, may be the same as what another organization is seeing. And so to become more effective in preventing cybercrime and minimizing the, the risks to businesses, we've seen more and more collaboration in the industry, which is absolutely fantastic. Hey, that's a fascinating insights coming in from both of you. Uh, Satish Narusim Devara, the AVP and business head for Africa at HCL Technologies. And uh, my thanks to you, Venetia Solomon, Senior Security Cloud Solutions Architect at Microsoft. A very, very important topic. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and for joining me on this episode of What's Next. Thank you thanks, very much, Aki. Aki. Thank you.